Perhaps one of the most challenging data points to get for veterinary patients is temperature. We all know where that goes, but there's a solution. And more importantly, this particular innovation that we're going to share with you today has broader implications on how we can incorporate our pet parents into the entire data flow this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Finder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And I've already started out by saying, you know, one of the f- most difficult things we have to do in vet medicine is to get our patients temperatures. And we all know that, that means typically a rectal temperature assessment. And that's not always the most fun. And so today we're going to bring with you a guest that has really done something I think quite unique, but more importantly, we're going to talk about how this might just change the way we get data and I guess we should say, you know, minimum database assessments from our pet patients. But before we get into all of that and you welcome these wonderful guests, as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And I have the honor of serving on a panel um, for basically innovation with this particular company and some of its representatives. So we're really excited today to welcome um, Anya and Yale of Melipet. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us, Dr. Ward and Becky. Thank you. Okay, well, first things first, tell us a little bit about what what I'm talking about, because I think (laughs) I've probably got everybody interested and they're kind of like, wait, what's he talking about? But really, temperature assessment is the first thing that Melipet Care has looked at. So tell us a little bit about this product and kind of what it does, what it is, and how it could potentially make our lives a whole lot easier. Sure. Happy to. So the Mellow Thermometer, it's the world's first axillary cloud-based pet thermometer, which measures temperature in a completely safe, comfortable, and quick way. So we take our pet's temperature through the axillary artery, which is otherwise known as the foreleg or the armpit for humans, which means no more bending over. Um, And with just a click of a button, you can read your pet's temperature and then you can send the data anywhere. So we have a physical thermometer, um, but it doesn't just stop there. We also have a companion app that seamlessly tracks temperature over time um, and really partners perfectly with telehealth care, too, which is extremely relevant in this age of COVID-19. Yale, if you want to add to that. Sure. The most important thing know is that you know we're we're building a number of tools that are really designed to be the the picks and shovels um in this telemedicine gold rush that's been brought forth by this pandemic and uh, and we're just really uh, happy to uh, be a participant um, and be you know really well timed um in this market okay well yale i've been around a while and <laughs> we've seen these types of products come and go. I mean, I have done all types of ear thermometers, axillary thermometers. I've looked at skin assessments. So what makes this one different? Why, why does this work? Well, it all starts with uh, taking a multiple sensor approach, which takes the room temperature, um, several different readings at the uh, the the uh, underarm position, and then combining that with uh, a machine learning and AI cloud service that then makes more accurate temperature predictions that take into account breed specific characteristics such as gender, body weight, 
uh, neutered status, age, that all have a direct effects on the eventual reading. And that all taking those factors into consideration helps make the temperature predictions that much more accurate. Okay, Anya, uh, I think we just lost all of our viewers, our listeners right there. That was a lot of stuff. Maybe <laughs> can you can you translate that to us just lowly veterinarians out there? <laughs> Hardly lowly. Um, so the metal thermometer works on dogs and cats. And um, the first product that we're launching for veterinarians is the Mellow Pro. And that's with wireless charging. It has three attachments um, for the veterinarians. So it's the rectal, the infrared, and the axillary probes. So for any of those doubting Thomases out there, they can verify um, the data and make sure that the efficacy is there, just as they've been doing for years um, through rectal thermometers. That was probably... Probably my favorite part about uh, serving on the panel with you guys was, you know, the confidence and the fact of like, absolutely, when you first get this, please compare it with that rectal temperature, build your confidence in, you know, um, the fact that this is going to work. But additionally, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, like that was I didn't realize that you guys incorporated all of those factors into the the outcome of the temperature and and so how much of that is is at play with our like are we getting really good readings from our CVS thermometers that don't take those <laughs> things into consideration? Um, just to, uh, no and no um, you know insult to CVS um, they make great thermometers for good point don't get us sued thank you Yale CVS for the win <laughs> but this might be Yale's favorite question. <laughs> Um, well, CVS thermometers start off with just one temperature sensor. And by not knowing the room temperature, um, it is prone to a lot more, uh, uh, I would say, incorrect readings than a thermometer that knows the room temperature. And so it starts off with, with better instrumentation. Um, and that's how you get to uh, better temperatures, uh, better raw data. But then you have to think about how our pets have fur which means that they would need to, you know, different breeds have different fur lengths, but also different um, different normal body temperatures. So even in our own machine learning that we've done right now, um, we have noticed a trend where uh, breeds like Samoyed and Huskies that are in Arctic areas actually have a uh, normal, have a higher base body temperature than uh, breeds that are, that are, you know, native to closer to the equator. Um, and that's just a, that's just a fun fact that we just found it, found through crunching you know millions of pet care records that were given to us by third parties as a part of our own machine learning process. Wow. And Yell, I think one of the things that I really want to point out is the fact that we are literally confronting dogma when it comes to temperature assessment of our pet patients, right? I mean, we are dealing with a hundred years of sort of doing it a certain way. And then suddenly someone's coming along and saying, you know, there might be a better way to do that. I mean, so let's, let's talk a little bit about not only the technology, but I think what's more important here is the data set, because yeah. quite frankly, if you look at how the establishment, you know, how the establishment, I'm the establishment, but how we obtain <laughs> these original, you know, sort of temperature ranges, hundred to 102.5, those were small data sets. You guys have now said, let's use big numbers, big data, explain a little bit of that process. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a really a continuous learning process, and and I'm, I'm going to give a, a positive shout out here. Uh, you know, our our uh, practice management partner, Vetspire, 
um, has really stepped up in helping get us a continuous updates of patient data that are anonymized that allows us to continue to feed into our machine learning algorithm that really allows us to to get much better um, you know even even better temperature assessments so the other trend for example that that is already proven by other studies is that as the um, the age of the pet increases their right. body temperature right. it decreases um, and that's something that we've noticed as well um, the third factor that we found is that um, if they're if they're overweight, um, there's a lot more fat buildup under their axillary artery, and that also affects the percept the, the perception or the the apparent temperature reading as well. So all of those factors are physical physiological factors that actually um, have a have an effect on what is the uh, what will be the the uh, eventual temperature reading, and that that makes us go towards you know, what to us is the holy grail, which is individualized right. measurements right. that create individualized treatments. And I'm sure, um, you know, Ernie, that's that's in more in your wheelhouse because, again, we're just the picks and shovels. That I, I just get really excited about this idea like because, one, right, we love data, don't we? We're such data <laughs> junkies. It's the sexiest thing ever for us. So the idea that we can have this long-term tracking, the idea that we're just – creating these patterns and trends, you know, I feel like there there came a time where we said, oh, cats aren't small dogs. And I think that in the future, there'll come a time that we look at each breed separately for its own breed characteristics that we have learned through phenotype data, you know, over time. I just think this is really fascinating. One thing I do want to point out, though, um, and again, we're not <laughs> you guys, this isn't a sponsored podcast. We're not no. plugging this thermometer. We're just plugging the technology, the idea, the 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 individuality. But what I want to say is, is that this product does have more than one way of measuring temperature, right? So I just want to be clear that you guys, it is not only axillary, correct? Sure. Yep. No, that's absolutely correct. So you can you can still measure rectally or through the ear, but of course we're advocates of measuring through the axillary because it's just less trauma for the pet, less trauma for the pet owner, um, and much easier for the vet technician. Yes. And, and as a vet tech with cats, <laughs> I think this is where, because the truth of the matter is, is we're actually told to forego the temperature if we don't have a right. reason to think that there is a problem um, when fear free and cooperative veterinary care handling is considered. So we're actually foregoing this data for comfort and that's not doing anybody any good. So I, I personally, that's, I think why I get really excited about this option too, but as a vet tech, yeah, you, you got my vote. <laughs> right. And I think really viewfinders, the reason that we wanted to highlight this is because one, it's a new innovation. Number two, it's challenging the way we've done something. And number three, we believe it's going to enhance practice because the first thing we've talked about almost exclusively in the podcast so far is like, okay, for vets, we got this cool tool that you guys can use every day in your clinic with every patient. And if you don't just trust the axillary, well, they've got two other different measurements that you can incorporate to verify, validate, whatever you want to do. So we got that. But there's a bigger story here, Becky. The bigger story is we're now going to put this type of technology in the hands of pet parents to allow them to start to get some of this information at home, which actually leads us to one of the big vacancies and misses of telemedicine 
medicine, they can't really tell us what's going on, right? They, well, I think she's feeling hot, right? Yes. What does that mean? Well, yes. suddenly now we may be able to do it remotely, say, we'll check their temperature. So Yale, explain to us how this incorporates. I think you used something about a goldmine of telemedicine, which I'm just going to steer clear of that metaphor. But, <laughs> you, but going back, how does this actually help us with telemedicine as we emerge moving forward? Well, the most exciting thing for us is that, and as you said, the number of studies that have done have been done maybe with a data set of, of, of a few dozen or maybe a few hundred pets at a time. And now with this, this tool, we'll finally be able to gather data um, in, you know, on a regular basis from thousands and thousands of pet parents and, and, and you know, from, from the pets. And with this data, we're able to then chart over time the the temperature trends for all different types of breeds and all different types of, of pets. And that is going to really help fill in a lot of the, you know, it'll confirm a lot of the hypotheses and observations, but it'll also lead to new discoveries right. in, in pet behavior. Um, you know, at what times of the day are their temperatures higher? What times of the day are they lower? We don't know that yet. And and importantly, how does that relate to their activity level? How does that relate to their metabolism? All those things can then give us a much more comprehensive picture of their health, not just in, in that in that moment, but also longitudinally. You can see, you know, what what can you expect for a senior dog? What can you expect for a, a, a kitten? And and that is where this just unlocks it just a, a very very powerful um you know data set that we hope to contribute to overall knowledge and education of pets yeah and i would just add to that, that before the coronavirus pandemic took hold in march telehealth based on app and cloud-based technologies was really beginning to catch on in the veterinary business and now their capabilities and levels of sophistication vary but all of these new platforms what they have in common Common is a smartphone app designed to involve pet owners more deeply in the healthcare of their pets. And that's really exciting. We see puppy adoption is at record levels and people are spending more time than ever with their pets. And so with telehealth through the roof and as a result, parents are really turning to virtual solutions. So it's just, we see multiplying overnight and based on the conversations we've had with these platforms, they all want to be able to know the temperature of the pet during the televisit. I like... I have like a list of reasons I'm excited about this. And and that's one of them, right, that we can do a better triage when we're talking about telehealth to know the urgency. And part of that tacking on to that is and we've talked about this. In fact, just like this month, we've talked about how and if you guys listen to the show, you know, I hate covid. But um, <laughs> how covid has I mean, everyone hates covid. I hate talking right. about it. But how covid <laughs> has just there's a mass exodus of our staff because they have to go be teachers, parents, stay at home, all this stuff. And then there's this influx. I mean, we're hearing about six and eight hour wait times at emergency hospitals. We're hearing, you know, wellness visits that can't get booked for a month or two in different clinics and that, you know, practices are just busier than they have ever been. And we really do have to triage our appointments and figure out how important they are or are not. And so when our client is just saying she's really hot to the touch, her ears are pink, We've got to go off of that and and to be able to say, okay, let's get some actual information so we can do a better triage about how sick our patient is or isn't. 
uh, I think is really important. And then the other side of that is, and I talk about this all this time, all the time, is this super informed client that we have nowadays. And we make fun of Dr. Google, but they're really and truly just trying to, I think, learn more about their pets, their pet health, what conditions could be going on. And I think they want to be more active and just be proactively taking temperatures. And then the very last thing I want to say is our poor breeding dogs whose temperature we're waiting and waiting and waiting to drop and taking and taking and taking. So I think they'll be the most relieved with this product. You know, Becky, I hadn't quite considered that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to kind of touch. I, I think there's probably a, a fair number of the viewfinders listening this week and they're going, yeah, OK, it's some new gizmo thing. I got it. You know what? But I'm perfectly content using my old CVS rectal thermometer. So I'm going to leave this one. But I think they're missing a bigger point because we are democratizing now data collection. And I think the shift towards being putting this in pet parents' hands is very significant. In fact, yeah, what I want to get your opinion on is I think that this is the first in a, in a series of steps towards much more elaborate, much more comprehensive and precise home testing, home monitoring devices. So am I off my rocker here, Yale, or is this just the first in a process that is going to continue for the next decade or two? The thermometer really is you know it's and taking the temperature really is is it really is to us it's a trampoline right it you it's really a jumping off point where you take the temperature and that gives that lets you become accustomed to um discovering your pet's vital signs at home but we are actually releasing you know in our even our own product pipeline um additional device additional devices that will help you take the heart rate that will help you take the body weight and even the body fat content. So, so it'll give you a objective body condition score. And if you are one of the pet parents of the 60% of pets in this country that are a little bit chubby, um, you know, you can, uh, you can use uh, any of our you know, upcoming appliances to, uh, to and, uh, and in, in addition to obviously diet and exercise. Um, to help manage the uh, the weight, and so so we really just the 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 common theme here is to really empower the pet parents to to allow them to finally learn um, what it you know what it is that um, that is the the you know what you know, get in touch with their pets and and just to go back to an earlier point, it's really individualizing the in, individualizing the understanding of each pet because no two pets are the same. There may right. be similarities, but really the understanding of that specific pet, how to treat that, um, that, that pet comes from personalized information and that we are finally going to be able to empower the pet parents to get at home. Right. So Anya, you uh, work with veterinary professionals. And of course, Becky and I are those veterinary professionals. And I would argue that of the viewfinder family, 20% are going when can I get mine? This is awesome. I can't wait to give this to all of my clients. I mean, this is perfect. This is the future. I'm with you. And then there's probably another 30% in there that are going, I'm going to let those first 20% kind of play around with that and see if it works. And if it works, then I'll jump on. And yet, yet there's a half, half, a good half of the veterinary profession that are going, no way. I completely disagree with this. This is horrible. This will ruin my business or whatever. And, and I think, again, they're kind of missing this inevitability, right? I mean, we know that the direction of remote medicine, remote monitoring, heck, remote diagnosing and treatment is only going to accelerate. So, Anya, what do you tell those veterinary professionals out there who see this as something to be feared rather than embraced? 
That's a great question. And fortunately, most of the vet professionals we're speaking with are just really excited for the product and can see the value proposition. Um, and I, I think it goes really down to this level of innovation where practice management systems are innovating to the point where they want to be able to bring the data from the thermometer into their record system so that there is less room for human error. But just, you know, for starters, I would say that the, you know, the attachment that allows for this non-invasive experience, we know pets don't like to get their temper temperatures taken rectally, and we know vet techs don't like to do it, and pet parents don't like to watch. So it's not as hard of a sell. I, I would say that some of the vet some of the vet professionals are asking if the efficacy is there. So that's why we've been running clinical trials um, this month and next month to really prove that efficacy. And it's, you know, rectal thermometers are not safe and exposes everyone to, you know, potential diarrhea, anal gland fluids. So using Mela saves both time and energy as it can measure the pet's temperature in just as little as 2.5 seconds. So that's a huge value proposition alone to the vet professionals. And then being able to read the patient's file in an easy integration with their practice software is really win-win. Um, and what they've also said to us, which is interesting, another use case that we hadn't thought about is that um, even just the sheer volume of animals and that they can see in the clinics now. So being able to reapportion the time of vet technicians who may not have to spend their entire day taking vital signs, but now can be moved toward more meaningful projects. Vet professionals have said there's incremental revenue in savings just by the workflow process alone, um, notwithstanding you know the actual tool. Right, Anya, I, I agree. Nobody is going to disagree with what you've just said. What I'm really concerned about, and I think what I want to ask your opinion on, is okay. It's now putting it in the hands of the pet parents. This is where I think you do not gain the majority consensus at all. I think there's going to be 20 percent that are like, I can't wait to get this into my client's hands, and I think there's 80 percent that are either not going to do it, resist it, or incredibly skeptical. How do you speak to those people? Because we know it's inevitable, but they're sitting there going, "This could cost me revenue. This could. This could." injure pets. This could lead people to misdiagnose or misinterpret data. What, how can you allay those fears? Definitely. You know, there's, there, I, that definitely goes down to education. And I, I agree with you. I think that some pet parents often don't think about the necessity of knowing their pet's temperature or why they need to know it. Um, but it can tell you so many things, such as establishing a baseline temperature for your pet, detecting a fever, monitoring your pet after an operation, detecting overheating, um, safe breeding, as Becky, you were mentioning, you know, seizure monitoring, even monitoring your pet after vaccinations for any adverse reactions. So I would, I would definitely encourage these um, pet parents to understand that you know you can't just use a human thermometer. While you may be able to buy a human thermometer in a drugstore, these aren't accurate, as Yale said. There's, they certainly aren't suitable for pets. Oral thermometers don't give accurate readings and infrared thermometers can't be used due to pet's hair. So it's really important to remind pet parents that most thermometers are rectal and your pet doesn't like that. And also, I mean, I've owned animals my entire life and I wouldn't trust myself to give a rectal reading. So I, I don't know how many pet parents are, are, are keen to do that, but it definitely boils down to an understanding of why do people need to take these vital signs and, and what data can be gained from that? 
And, you know, Mellow Home is incredibly simple to use. So all you need is a device with a Bluetooth and the Mellow app. And with a quick non-invasive placement under your pet's arm, you can get a temperature reading, which, you know, stored in the app for useful data tracking, be able to communicate back to the veterinarians and have that data. And with the peace of mind, knowing your pets are healthy and happy and you can go back to doing things you love. So to me, this is a no brainer, right? Like pediatricians were not threatened by parents taking their infants temperature, right? right? right. Like they weren't like, oh, now I'm not going to have my patients anymore. So the idea that any veterinary professional out there would be threatened by a thermometer or the idea that a client could have valuable data about their pet's baseline is borderline narcissistic, in my opinion. <laughs> like the idea that you think you own that information in such I, a way. I know. I know. And, what? I know. But yeah, I'm like to, me, to me, that is absolute craziness. Um, and so I would say if you are threatened by this then you probably should reexamine, you know, kind of your priorities and how much money you think you are or are not going to lose in something <laughs> to this effect. For me, I think the most important thing to point out is your clients are going to do it anyway. Right. They're going to take a temperature and have wrong information. Your clients don't know about internal turd temp the way your technicians do. So when they stick a thermometer in there and there's a big old poop in the way and then that thermometer says the temperature is 98, your client also thinks that's normal. For the same reason, I think my niece's temperature of 102 is normal because that's what I'm used to seeing and I'm not allowed to babysit for that reason. So, you know, we we have to look at the fact that they're going to do it anyway. They're going to treat it home if they want to. They're going to go find a veterinarian that will let them. We will find the path of least resistance that ends us where we want to be. So the idea to me is you put good quality for the same reason we want to make sure they have the right resources to learn from. We want them to have the right tools in their toolbox because they're going to do it anyway. Have I made the point they're going to do it anyway? <laughs> they are going to do it anyway. Okay. But again, it's still, I'm telling you this whole telemedicine, when you say that, Becky, you know, I, it splits the room like an atom bomb. And yep. so we, that's where Anya and, and Yale, you, you have to understand it's so sensitive. Becky and I are on your team. Like we get it. We see the future. Both of us have been longtime supporters and advocates for telemedicine. We think that one of the biggest criticisms to date has been inaccurate patient assessment in the home setting. Yes. And then we say, oh, well, I can't see it on the, on the phone, right? I can't tell if your dog has a temperature based on the FaceTime. And, and now we're eliminating, we're reducing some of those barriers. As I mentioned before, uh, Anya and Yale, this is just the first of a beginning of this democratization of diagnostics, as I keep saying and writing about for the past 15 years. And I think that it's an important step. Yale, just one last thing as we sort of wrap up today's conversation. I mean, how do, how is this charged? Like, do, do the vets sell it to the clinic? I mean, to the client, do the clients buy it online? Do vets have to have a subscription? I mean, are there any of those kind of details that might be salient to the, today's conversation? Absolutely. Um, if you're a vet listening to this podcast or, or anyone in the, uh, in the pet care professional space, um, you know, it's, it'll be available through the distributors that you normally work with, you know, Patterson, all, all of them, uh, you know, they're all, uh, again, they're really interested in carrying this product. And, and um, so we'll have the regular distribution channels. Now, the consumer version of it, which is re, which is um, not the same as the professional one for veterinarians, um, that one will be distributed through tra the traditional sales channels um, as well. And we and we have a have had very um, I would say s strong conversations with uh, 
the e-commerce platforms like like Amazon and, and Chewy, and we are going to be committed to maintaining the price so that if a veterinarian would like to distribute the consumer version of it inside their own clinics, their their clients will be able to go online and see that it's the same price. And so we want to support the individual mom and pop shops, the individual retailers, and the veterinarians who would like to distribute the products as well in their own practice, along with having it available for uh, the mass consumer audience through the e-commerce channels that they're purchasing products right now. And of course, we you know once we roll out our other products in the future, such as the um, the Biggie uh, Body Fat Analyzing Scale, um, you know having the right nutrition partners uh, on board at that point would um, again be the ideal channel for us um, because we, you know at the end of the day, the thing we want to see is to have uh, as many pet parents. Um, through, as as Becky said, whatever means they can um, be able to attain that data. And so so it's just, uh, you know, however they are able to learn about this product, uh, whether it's through Instagram or social media or this podcast, um, there are great ways to, to learn about it. So, Yale, as we leave you today, look into your crystal ball and what does it look like? What is the in-home pet parent democratic diagnostic landscape look like? So in, in five years from now, so that puts us at 2025, we'll say roughly, the end of 2025 is closing and we have you back on the Veterinary Viewfinder Yale and you're talking about the newest and the latest thing from Mela Pet Care. What does it look like? Uh, imagine for, for a minute, moment, if you will, use being able to use the NFC reader on your phone where you wave it near your pet and it will tell you what the last vital signs readings were. And those readings are obtained passively through these appliances that you deploy around your house, where you as the pet parent have to do nothing except just let the pet do whatever. And it'll just tell you yep. what's happening. Yep. Yeah. This whole connected eco health environment, it's coming folks. It's coming for us first. <laughs> and it's going <laughs> to come for our pets really quickly thereafter, yeah. because it's just so smart to embed our home with sensors and devices that can help us lead our optimal life. And, and I'm telling you, you know, right now, if you're like me, you've got a couple of different, you know, biometric monitors on your body right now. <laughs> and these things, if if you use that data, and this is the problem, Anya and Yale, right now people just don't respond to the data that we have because there's tons of great stuff out there that you can use to enhance your well-being. But when we get to this next level where it's just everywhere and pervasive, oh my gosh, I'm just telling you, I'm so optimistic for the future. You guys are truly going to live to be 130 because we're going to connect <laughs> the environment around you and it's going to help you live a better life. This is it is really amazing. And, and at the end of the day, to me, this leads back to better patient care. And honestly, I think it will change our data long term. I think, you know, there'll be there's a time that, you know, we'll we'll open up our, our book and the averages will be listed by breeds. And I, I think there's a lot of amazing things um, to come. So like Dr. Erty, I'm very excited about the future. And you guys heard about Project X first <laughs> uh, well listen we really want to thank uh, the folks from Mela Pet Care uh, where can you find out more about it if you want to if you're curious about this newest and latest and greatest in axillary thermometer where can they go Anya yes come visit us at mela.ai m-e-l-l-a dot a-i and we'd love to keep the conversation going 
That's right, Viewfinders. What do you think about this exciting innovation? What do you think about the democratization of diagnostics from our pet parents? How do you think this is going to help shape telemedicine in the future? And more importantly, what's in your crystal ball when you look five years into the future? Do you see these amazing embedded sensors throughout our homes to help enhance our well-being? We really want to hear from you. Yeah, I love I love this idea, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram at Vet Viewfinder, and you can talk to Dr. Ernie on Twitter at Veterinary Viewfinder as well. Yeah, we can talk about nanobots, and actually, I think some of the diagnostics go microscopic pretty quickly. <laughs> Viewfinder family, thank you so much. We've had a great conversation with Mella Pet Care. Check them out, M-E-L-L-A dot A-I, Mella dot A-I, as in artificial intelligence. Can't wait to talk to you next week, you guys. Stay safe. Give your pets a hug. Bye. 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 Thanks, everyone. Perfect. That was really good. Yeah, that was a good conversation. You guys are so excited about this, and... Um, yeah. You guys are such naturals. You have such a radio voice. Oh, you're sweet. This is uh, podcast number 205 or something, right? I would think you studied broadcast journalism.